Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. All right, I'm going to begin by sharing a testimony. Back in 19, I think it was 1990, I had been here at Water of Life for about six years, and frankly, the devil didn't like it. He didn't like what was being ministered. He didn't like the revelation of the gospel that was being taught here. And there were some things in my background. My family had insanity in the background, both sides. My dad used to lovingly call us the nut tree of the, of the family tree. But those spirits, those, and yes, they're devils. That insanity, that terror that I was experiencing back in the 1990s, I was having, uh, the devil was constantly telling me to kill myself. He said, why don't you just get, why don't you just make it easy for everybody and kill yourself? So I know what that feels like. I said, I also, I had, I would wake up sometimes in the morning in total terror. Couldn't speak, couldn't breathe, couldn't cry out, couldn't do anything. I would just lie there. It was a devil. And back in the 1990s, it was getting worse. The, the pressure coming on me was getting worse. And one one evening, I mean, one time I was asked to speak. First time I ever spoke in public about, about, my, about my walk with God, uh, I was asked to speak on a, on a Friday night. Well, I was getting ready that afternoon. I had two children at the time. And I tell you what, the devil was throwing everything at me he could. Everything at me he could. And it got to the point I was in the shower and my children I had in the bathtub right next to me. And I remember thinking, I'm going to lose all sense of reality right here. I'm going to go insane. That's what it felt like. The pressure was so great. The devil wanted to destroy me. And I remember looking at my kids in the bathtub thinking, I'm going to lose it right here. And there's nobody to take my children. And I got out of the shower and I walked into my bedroom and I looked up. I looked up at the ceiling and I said, Father. Jesus, how long are you going to leave the righteous forsaken? Because that's what I felt like. I said, how long are you going to leave the righteous forsaken? You know what was talking out of my mouth? Faith. Faith. You know what it says in Psalms? It says, cry to me and I will come and deliver you. The Father says, call unto me, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Well, guess what I did? I started crying. Amen. I started hollering, Father, Father, how long will you leave the righteous forsaken? I started feeling a little bit better. I felt well enough that we, I went and did the, did the meeting. But that, nothing special there. But two days later, two days later, Sunday morning, here at Water of Life, I was sitting about the third row back on the blue chairs on the east side. And I was worshiping God. There was nobody laying hands on anybody. We were just in here worshiping God. And the anointing came up in my heart, strong. The anointing came up and Jesus himself said to me, Kathy, I am here to deliver you from the insanity and the torment that is in your family. And right there, with no man laying hands on me, no man even knowing what was going on, God started delivering me from the insanity that was in my family. A little bit later, Dahl walked over to me and he said, what's going on? I mean, he could tell I was shaking. I was 
half crying that the power of God was all over me, delivering me. And I told him what was going on. You know what? I don't believe he laid hands on me, but he stood right beside me and we prayed together and I was delivered. I was totally delivered. You know, the pressure can come on me now and I don't think I'm going to go crazy. No. You know what? The devil is your enemy. The devil's your enemy. The devil's the one that's telling you those things. Now, where does that power come from? How do we get that? How can it work in, in you? You know, I'm not, I'm not here to, to make myself look good. I'm here to tell you, you can do this. It's there for you. It's there for all of us. If you will turn with me to Romans 1, verse 16. Verse 16 of Romans 1, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is Paul speaking, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. It is the power. What was the power that delivered me? What put that faith in my heart to cry out to God? The power of God. And where did it come from? It came from the gospel. It Thank comes God. from the gospel. It says, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For it is written, the just, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. What two things do we see here? We see that the power is in the gospel. And we see the just. How do you, how do you access it? How does that power work? It works by faith. It works by faith. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. I'm going to give you the definition. The bona fide definition of the gospel. What set me free? Verse 3 of 1 Corinthians uh, 15. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. That's where the power is. The power, the power that will work for you, the power that will deliver you, the man Jesus himself coming and helping you comes through the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Now turn with me to Hebrews 4, verse 2. I want to show you something. It's not just the gospel. you got to mix it. Chapter 4, verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto Moses' Hebrews, the Jews. Did you know the gospel was preached to them? It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. It didn't profit them. It didn't work for them. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Not being mixed with faith. You got to mix faith with the gospel. You got to mix faith with what Jesus did for you. And you say, but how do I do that? Turn with me to Romans 4. Romans 4 verse 17 I will show you Abraham is our perfect example of how to believe, how to have faith in the gospel. Verse 17, Romans 4, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. That's what God spoke to Abraham. He said, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be as though they, they are not as though they were. Amen. Who against hope believed in hope. Who against hope. When everything looked really bad, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Abraham had no seed. He had no seed. So what did he do? He had to believe what God 
told him. He had to hang on to what God told him. He had to have faith in what God told him. And what did God tell him? Read the next verse. And being not weak in faith, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. He didn't look at the circumstances. He didn't consider the circumstances. He didn't consider his feelings. He didn't consider when he looked in the mirror. He didn't consider what Sarah looked like. What did he consider only? What God promised him. What God said to him. That's what he looked at. He only looked at what God told him. And what does it say? Then he being about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't look at it. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded what God had promised him. He was able, able, able to perform. God was able to perform it. And Abraham didn't look at anything, but God was able. Now you say, what about me? Two minutes left, Isaiah 53, verse 5. It is written in this word. You know what Jesus said? The word of God cannot be broken. Cannot be broken. If it's written in here, it'll stand forever and it'll work for you. And what does it say in Isaiah 53 verse 5? But he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of his, our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. That's what your anchor is. That's where your faith goes. That's what you look at and nothing else. What God Jesus did for you. He was, I've got sin. He was wounded for your transgressions. I've got sickness and by his stripes he was healed. I need a job. I have no money. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. You look at it. You hang on to it. You speak it. You walk it, you breathe it, you drink it day and night, and you know what will happen. Same thing will happen to you that happened to me. Jesus will manifest himself, and you will be delivered. But you say you have no faith. If you are born again, Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. And if you will call on the name of Jesus, he will come and he will bring you the faith that you need to be delivered. God bless. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.